This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. everyone. You're listening to Thoughts and Theories on ORFM, where I'll delve deeper into the meanings and messages of films, books, TV shows, and more. I'm Asha Amaasri, and let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Thoughts and Theories. Um, It's been a while, but uh, this week I have my dad accompanying us once again. Um, If you'd like to say hi. Hi everyone, Uh, I'm really happy to to be in this program again after quite a while. Yeah, it's good to have you back, honestly. So um, basically, um, what's been happening right now, I just wanted to let the audience know, because I know this isn't exactly the correct target audience, but um, so Malaysia right now is going through quite a little bit of, um, I guess, political change um, in terms of, I think there's like an election going on right now, and I am a politics noob. And I have no idea what's going on. And I just thought it would be good to share with, I guess, a New Zealand audience on what's going on, like, um, outside, you know. And so I brought my dad along here today, So as he's really passionate about these things. So, um, so yeah, I guess straight up, what, what's going on in Malaysia right now? Um, Malaysia is... Malaysians are going to the poll uh, on Saturday, 19th of... November, yeah, it's coming Saturday. So now campaigning period is going on. Uh, so political parties are busy campaigning, zigzagging everywhere throughout the country. Uh, and this time around, this is actually a 15th general election after Malaysian had its independence in 1957. So this is going to be huge because uh, for the audience information, Malaysian Malaysia as a country uh, has been governed by the same political coalition the ruling party uh, for the past over 60 years yeah. damn, that's crazy yeah. that was really so in the past general election, the 14th one in 2018, in for uh, Malaysia, uh, we have a term of five years uh, as compared to New Zealand. New Zealand is more shorter, three years. Every three years, you need to go to a, to a poll to select a new government. But in Malaysia, we have a longer term. So in the last general election, for the first time, the ruling coalition, which is known as Barisa, Barisan National or National Front, if I translate it literally, uh, has been governing Malaysia. And it was an upset result because uh, opposition in the form of uh, Pakatan Harapan or it's very hard to, it's like a hoping, uh, it's, it's a, a new hope. Alliance, okay. yeah. uh, like a yeah. New Hope Alliance. Eh? 
Pakatan Harapan has won the election. But interestingly, some uh, backstabbing happened. Power struggle. So, so, yeah, because since uh, BN was, I mean, they lost and they could not uh, face the situation. They've been doing the power struggle and they they uh they they were able to to get some some uh, parliamentarians from from the government to jump into their uh coalition and the government collapse uh so like jumping parties yeah is basically it's like Damn. yeah and that like really ruined the situation after only 22 months of 22 months wow you just imagine after <laughs> 60 years you you've been in the same government, but after 22 months, you got a new party, it collapsed. So, uh, the, the people, it, it's like the, 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 the hope that the people, the mandate actually given to the opposition, the PH, but it was the, uh, through political maneuver, it's like a, by, by the parliamentarians, you know forming a new government which is i mean you got you get the the the, the same old barca national with right their alliances so you it's know. basically like the illusion of choosing when actually both options are the same true yeah yeah so so we are hoping although i'm i'm here in new zealand but but we we, we hope we can get the 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 post uh voting uh, successfully we are hoping because uh, I think we have registered by and we are waiting for the for the voting papers ballot papers mm-hmm. uh, right we hope that uh, given the current conditions of uh, the country is going on uh, we hope Malaysia can get a new new government yeah that is that i mean i mean the i mean the the people is should get a better government than what they currently have the backdoor government <laughs> so um something i'm curious about and i'm sure that some of the audience is as well um so the government that's been um you know i guess ruling malaysia for the past 60 years so what what were their ideals and like what was so i guess what was so wrong, I guess, that they, they were doing that makes uh, the people so desperate to push them out of power? Uh, number one is the current economic condition. The cost of living is hiking. Uh, goods prices increasing. And for the young, young, younger people, younger generations who who graduate from a uh, university graduates uh, find that they there are not enough job opportunities even mm. if they get a, get a job the the salary is not uh, equivalent to their qualification so and you can't exactly survive off of the salary true given because because the are. yeah because the the increase in salary or wage is way too low than uh, the inflation, the, the increase in uh, goods prices. Uh, 
So that is an that that is an that is an example of economic related issues. And another problem with the with the government, it's the politicians actually. Not all. I mean, majority of them are self-serving. They are. They don't really get into the office for the sake of uh, fighting for for the people welfare, but actually to gain uh, economic benefits for themselves. You yeah. know. So, so that's the reason of them being involved in politics. Just okay. for the benef- benefits yeah, for themselves, because they they, they, they see the economic gain yeah. uh, to 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 get your uh, your yourself and your cronies your. And I guess I can think of an example right at the top of my head of um, inflation. I think specifically, or like just so you guys have like a a general idea of what we're talking about. Like you know when you go to Starbucks here, um, or in Dunedin at least. I don't know the other Starbucks, but like generally they're the same, right? Like eight to twelve bucks, and you think that's quite expensive. But in Malaysia, it the stop the same Starbucks that you have here costs like twenty three to twenty five bucks. It's very expensive. So you can just imagine. Like um, the struggles over there, especially with buying um, fresh fresh produce like um, vegetables, uh, milk, things like that. It's just it's so tough, um, and I can't imagine surviving there right now. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. One of the reason why the price is so high, like Asha was mentioning, uh, Starbucks is an example. Uh, one is the the Malaysian ringgit. The currency of Malaysia has going down. I mean, has, yeah, the decline, yeah, has declined. I mean, this is the reason being uh, political stability. I mean, the the confidence of uh, of uh, investors. Okay, uh, to to invest. In Malaysia, so if if investors has have no confidence, they they wouldn't see the need to buy Malaysian ringgit. So uh, the the demand and supply of of Malaysian currency will will see will see the 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 rate the currency rate going down going going downward. So since Starbucks is a is an import item, so that will cause the the price to to hike up uh speaking of imported Im, imported products uh that i mean i think 70% if i'm not mistaken of malaysian malaysian food supplies are imported so when when the currency is low the currency rate is low so that will that will cause the price the imported price go up so so that that's the re- explanation behind why the the inflation rate is so such high so i mean so high and yet the workers aren't being paid and enough. yeah i just mentioned just now about about salary rate and so that 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 will cause the purchasing power it it reduces the purchasing power of of malaysian uh so if we compare uh malaysian ringgit to singapore dollar it's like 1 to 3 i mean one singapore 
dollar, you re- requires three ringgit of Malaysia. It used to be one to one. Forty years ago, but look, uh, if you look at uh, in terms of resources, Singapore is doesn't have any natural resources. No, no uh, oil palm, no petroleum. But Malaysia are uh, uh, blessed with with those natural resources. But due to the bad uh, government. It's yeah the governance, the governance because the because of the politician or the leaders being elected are, uh, I would say, most of them are corrupt. So terrible. <laughs> Damn, so, how did it get that bad in just the span of forty years? Like, how how did we let this happen? <laughs> I mean, they've been using uh, when when they, this politician political parties they. When they go into campaigning, I, I I'm sh- I'm shocked myself because I thought uh, racism is is a past issue, but in this recent uh, campaigning political campaign, uh, past the Islamic parties are are using uh, that that uh, racial card again. I mean, they try to incite. Uh, uh, politi- I mean, uh, inside uh, hatred mm-hmm. against uh, Chinese dominant political party, which is DAP, uh, saying if you if you vote PH because PH is the is the is like based on on research going on PH uh, the twenty two month government uh, <laughs> is now leading is now leading the the. Uh, uh, the campaign, so and one of the component parties in in PH is DAP, which is Chinese majority. So what PAS is doing, the Islamic Party PAS, they are using a racial card. They are saying if if PH uh, uh, becomes government, then DAP will will be dominant. So that is trying to put. Uh, uh, some threat to the Malay majority Malaysia. See? And I think what's worse is that isn't it like working for like some some of the people like listening? Because like some Malaysians genuinely feel the threat of like oh we can't let the Chinese take over. And yeah, then I'm like, yeah. but how though? Like I don't understand. It it work. It works. It work. It has been working and and is but not not. To, to every part of Malaysia, uh, every part of the country. If you look at Malaysian Peninsula, just, uh, I mean, the west coast of uh, Peninsula, the states uh, along the west coast are normally Malay urban, well-educated. They, they, have, they have a different view of this, this kind of uh, political ploy. But uh, this racial hatred is normally strike the the Malay Belt state like uh, like the East Coast, you know, right. uh, Malay majority. So so past can only increase. See that the danger of uh, of this political, but they are being responsible just to increase two or three 
number of parliamentary seat they 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 resort to that kind of uh, uh i mean strategy which is considered a, a a a low blow i mean you should not be using that racial card i mean this is 2022 already and you're using like 1980s uh, sentiment yeah. i mean that shows how desperate the the that party is yeah definitely and another th- interesting point in this coming general election is uh we have uh, a, a new law where uh, voters as young as 18 years old can can start to vote it used to be 21 where you can when you can start voting but now they they can they have reduced to i mean lower the the age to 18 so so young voters being 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 new to this uh uh politic including you progression yeah. <laughs> yeah so people so, my age basically but i see uh probably among and interestingly now the coalitions become more to i mean become merrier because now there are three major coalitions uh, fighting for 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 seats and like i said ph is leading followed by bn the incumbent i mean the actually the, the incumbent government are uh, a combination of bn and pn but now when when they come to a new new uh general election they they break up into a separate coalition uh so that shows how how i mean they are, they are thinking actually i mean they when it comes to to form a government they 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 just combine in order to 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 be to form a government but mm. when they are going for a new mandate they are working uh, independently separately so wait so now um didn't they introduce like a new uh law where you're not allowed to like jump Jump yeah true due uh, due to the 2008 sorry 2020 fiasco uh, yeah <laughs> they call it Sheraton move because obviously it, it was named under because it took happen in the din- the discussion took uh, hap- uh, i mean took in in Sheraton hotel so they they name it as a Sheraton move that was the night when the the ruling government was being thrown out using that political maneuver so uh political parliamentarians decided to 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 introduce a new law they call it act, uh, anti-hopping law right uh whereby any parliamentarians who hop from one party to to the other they automatically lose that seat Okay. So that will prevent the same fiasco from happen again. So we are hoping no more f- political frocks. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz honestly, um I mean obviously I wasn't there during that time, but I can I can really imagine the um people's uh 
unrest, I guess, when they figured out, like, just what slipped over their heads. Because this whole time, everyone was, like, celebrating about the fact that finally we get to have a save. I like, um, about change, like, the possibility of changing parties, yeah. um, and being able to change the way Malaysia works and the running of, um, the economy and things like that. Like, like, everyone was talking about it. It was just, it was so exciting, right? Everyone was so happy. But then yeah. after they pulled, after the, politicians pulled this one over them i know a lot of malaysians are just sick of politics now because they know it feels like it's they're doing nothing like it's not worth it and therefore it's not exactly helping because now um they don't trust any politicians and now they're not voting or you know or like paying attention to anything and it's like it's just it's it's got terrible consequences the um the past election (laughs) yeah yeah you're you're right because uh the mandate uh, given by people of in, on the in, in the last general election is for PH the the new coalition to 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 lead the government, but uh, it didn't last uh, long. I mean, just under two years. So true, most or most people uh, feel being betrayed by by what the politician did to to their to their right i mean they have this is not the government that they have chosen but this is a, a different government through political maneuver and you know get back to power so they felt like they were hoodwinked basically true yes. and uh moreover within that 3 year period I mean, after they have taken over in 2020, from 2020 to 2022, over that two, three years period, or 32 months to be exact, uh, we have got three different, uh, three different, sorry, not three, two, two different prime ministers. Even, even, even the, I mean, that shows how, how fragile the, 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 the coalition form. You know, the, the, the first, I mean, a, around 14 months, Mahiedin, Mohidin Yassin was the prime minister, but he has to step, oh, step down, step down, being pressured by Amno BN, you know, because, because they 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 are they are formed not not due not through their common principle principle but through actually their 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 goal is actually to to get back into power so so Mahidin just short lived as, as a prime minister then Amno has its own prime minister Ismail Ismail Sabri and even him is short lived I mean just. Uh, two years probably. Yeah, two years. So now the a new general election. So that also uh, contribute to the to the to the what do you call uh, the mess? <laughs> yeah, the mess uh, created by politicians. One, uh, uh, people feel like their their mandate has been has been hijacked. Second. There is no political stability given that you have two prime ministers within three year period. So that is crazy. I mean, uh, 
So, but I've been following this uh, new, I mean, new campaign, uh, and people started to started to come and and to show their support. I mean, this okay. is this is unexpected. I mean, because I think people 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 really want to vest their 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 anger, mm, you know, yeah. towards this. Uh, political parties which which uh, betrayed their their mandate. And honestly, it looks like the um, yeah, and it's quite like uh, desperate. <laughs> it seems I don't know. I just feel like some of the things um, like from what I'm hearing, like they're they're like pulling some pretty desperate moves, and um, I guess doing anything to get anyone to vote for them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is quite a lot of uh, things to process at the moment. So I'll give you guys a little break and then we'll come back uh, for a bit to re-address some of the topics we talked about. So we'll see you in a moment. Selama-lama hidup maju jaya 
Agarku Welcome back, everyone. Um, as you can tell, that song is uh, very different than, I guess, what we usually put on the show. But then again, today we are talking about a different topic. So, And as every episode, I try to have songs related to the topic. So I had my dad uh, choose this song today, and it's called Tana Pusaka. And um, yeah, so Bo, what's the significance of the song? Like, why did you choose this? Uh, yeah, if we, if we translate the, the title... It means uh, your heritage land. Yeah, of course, it refers to Malaysia. And the lyrics uh, describe about how one should should love the country and the the multiracial background with the with the with the natural resources. So we should we should. Uh, be proud of our country and we should protect protect it from from whatever threats around including uh, corrupted leaders and so on so when Malaysians go into poll coming Saturday they should think about that because every poll every vote counts uh, who leaders who are going to be I mean, which leaders will be chosen by by the people mm. to 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 bring Malaysia forward for the next five years? So it's a patriot patriotic song. That's actually really sweet about <clears throat> that song, especially with so much division that's going on at the moment. I guess this is a good reminder to everyone that I guess. I mean, Malaysia isn't just like a country that belongs to Malays. It belongs to the Chinese, to the Indians. It's like it's a, like like uh, my dad said. It's a multiracial country, and we all deserve a say in how the country is going to be run because we're the ones who are going to be living there, and we must learn to coexist. Um, I guess in peace with that much conflict. But anyway, enough of that. Um, so we briefly talked about. Um, how you know nowadays they have changed the voting from 21 to 18 so they're i guess they've got to preach to a little bit of a younger audience which i guess is me and if anyone i doubt anyone else in malaysia is like me but i'm like genuinely such such a noob in politics like i don't know anything um so hopefully other people are a bit more informed than me but i was gonna ask um how do you know how like these uh, politicians with their campaigning? Do you know how they're, I guess, approaching this uh, election campaigning thing with the younger audience? Because I'm sure that they must be using different methods for, like, people my age. Yeah, uh, true. Uh, now nowadays, uh, I see some political parties using a lot of. I mean, almost all they're using uh, social media heavily, uh, TikTok. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and so on, and YouTube, even because we can see live stream, um, live stream of uh, political campaigning, mm. uh, and some uh, 
can get like 24 key uh, viewers. So, I mean, this is a, a new method of campaigning. Uh, but still, the, this, the, the traditional uh, approach like uh, uh, going from door to door or you have a, have a small group of uh, targeting, s- small targeted group where you have a specific uh, local issues. So, so that is still going on, but on uh, the most uh, significant or the stark difference that that, that that stand out is the the, the heavily usage of uh, uh, social media. So one one problem with uh, young voters is actually, I mean, generally young voters since since they are new and they are they normally want a, a, a short and bullet point of uh, information instead of you now reading loaded uh, material. So mm, yeah. So the danger with that is uh, s- sometimes the contents are not accurate. So young voters might fall into this trap. You know, they thought of this is the the the, the truth, but actually, I mean. It's it it is not based on facts or evidence. It could be uh, perception, but and or wrong assumption. Hearsay. Yeah, hearsay. But since it is being being uh, being prepared in in a, in a form which is uh, interesting or uh, close to the uh, young voters, they they might f- fall into that. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, th- so that is the danger about it. I think honestly, I'm pretty ashamed to admit this, but I like I speak. I think for pretty much everyone my age, when I say like I'm definitely full like victim to like that sort of thing, because mm-hmm. I think like right now, as uh, my dad said, like we're right now we're like you know always constantly on social media, whatever form it is. So we're in the digital age right now, and quick information is you know easy because it's quick. And right now we're. Um, what's it called, like, uh, clickbait titles, quick views. It doesn't matter if it's right. It Just as long as it gets viral, that's what creators or, like, you know, whoever's, like, putting out these videos want. And that sometimes can really help with smear campaigns and things like that because, um, I mean, now that they're targeting a more younger audience and especially us who grew up with uh, Instagram and things like that. So um, I know, like, there's... And especially, like, you can see it right now with Twitter as well. Like, um, for those of you who, like, keep up with the Twitter fiasco and how, like, Elon Musk is, like, ruining... <laughs> like, I'm sure all of you know. Um, but, like, just for those of you who don't, um, like, how Elon Musk had um, put, like, a... You can pay for the blue tick mark. And as you know, the blue tick mark shows if you're official or not. And um, so if it's talking about, like, uh, campaigning and, like, political parties, you can easily just fake an official political account and just be, uh, and, like, state, like, a fake, a fake thing, like, oh, we now are, like, anti-Chinese, for example, and that's kind of ruin everything. Like, for example, the insulin company, didn't they lose billions in the stock market in a single day because someone said it was free? So what I'm saying is fake news is true news because it trends. It's, like, it, it works and um, people like us just fall for it and um, it's just it's terrible and with like YouTube and the decline and even YouTube we thought was quick back then YouTube now is like um, it considered too long so imagine trying to read articles and like work um, 
work stuff or documentaries or whatever because if you can't even watch a you like a whole youtube a video then let alone a full like researched article written by like a proper person who knows what they're talking about now we rather trust this person who's got like one million um one million followers on tiktok because they wrote hashtag viral in the <laughs> in the uh subscriptions uh, sure. so like um we're so easily vulnerable to this sort of um fake information things and um honestly i'm kind of scared for what like the future has to offer because of how easy we fall for these sort of tricks um yeah. but yeah so hopefully um just i guess through this um, talking on this podcast and stuff, um, like, obviously don't just listen to us and think, oh, yeah, nah, right, like, do your own research. And, I, like, um, obviously I'm talking about Malaysian politics here, but, like, I guess just about anything. Don't listen to people online, no matter, like, what, um, no matter what their credentials are. Don't just listen to them and just take it at face value. Listen to them, really think about it and do your own research before you say anything about it to another person or if you want to preach something, you know? So even though we're talking about this right now, I'm not telling you to just listen to us and think, yeah, you're right. Actually question what we're saying and, you know, do research of your own and see whether you agree or not with us. And yeah, I guess things like that. Because that's what we want. We want people to question things. So then we are, I guess, more prepared and I guess um, more intelligent when it comes to Things like uh, people trying to pull one over us, like propaganda and stuff like that. Because from what I'm hearing in Malaysia, the propaganda do be strong as hell, especially with the um, like the racist remarks that they're making, like you know trying to pull sway people to their side. Um, yeah, but like, what do you think about like all this? Like as you said earlier. Yeah, uh, I agree with you, Aisha. I mean, young people, younger people tend to. To go for an instant, uh, quick way of getting information, and they forget how to think properly. Sometimes it's you just need to practice a, 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 a simple. It's not a high, highly critical. You just need to to ask question whether it makes sense. You know, sometimes people just uh, when they try to argue that the premise is actually wrong so the conclusion would be wrong so you just need to practice uh, that sense of uh, I mean wait for like a couple of seconds ask yourself whether this makes sense or not I mean you just don't uh, you just uh, I mean don't quick to to to, to get to to believe whatever uh, being being portrayed on 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 face value. I mean, yeah. If you can practice that, then only you can prevent that from happening. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, you'll be taken taken advantage of and and like it's be, fall prey to to this yeah technology digital technology. This, it's just yeah. so easily mm. like because as soon as you just like one post or if you watch like one video that's like um like something even if you don't agree with it if you watch that video one too many times they're gonna be like oh this person seems a bit intrigued about this topic so let me just show more videos and things like that and um with how social media is now it's so easy to fall into these i guess little echo chambers of people who agree with you so you actually have a warped perception of what people actually think about 
in real life. So you might actually be in the minority, but because of how the algorithm works, you think that you're in the majority because everyone else who's commenting or whatever th- um, thinks the same way you are. And while sometimes that can be good, mostly, like other times it can be really bad, especially you have if you have like a really... Um, toxic terrible um like mindset um like uh like that can be like really dangerous if you're surrounded by an echo chamber in an echo chamber filled with other people who think like you it enables you to act and do something that you know you generally wouldn't do if you were surrounded by people who are like saying actually man you're wrong you shouldn't be thinking like this that's dangerous seek some help um like, like, for example, and um, if you if you really don't trust me about how strong the algorithm is, and like I know some people know how it works, but like it's actually so strong to the point that you won't even like believe how strong it is and how much it influences your day to day life. And this this influences everyone, whether it's positive or negative. Um, for example, if you go to Google and search something that you know factually one hundred percent is false, if you search that up once you'll search it up once or twice and it'll say actually you're wrong like for example uh the earth is flat and you're going to try and search things that are the earth is flat right and at first google's gonna be like actually you're wrong but the more you search it try search the earth is flat or anything about flat earth or society for an entire week and i guarantee you your algorithm is going to switch up and start saying that from when they said that you're wrong the earth is not flat google's gonna change it up and be like oh actually yes the earth is flat and here is here are these um, articles or whatever that proves that, yes, the earth is flat. So that just shows how much power the internet, the algorithm has over us. We don't even know how much it influences us because it influences what pops up in our research bar, which is different from us going to the library and finding things objectively. While it's easier, it's so much harder because the algorithm decides what we see and what we don't so sometimes we miss out on information and sometimes we see information we shouldn't see um so that is what i mean by how dangerous it is and how it easily influences like what we think about and what we talk and when it comes to like political stuff and how like people can buy and like buy people to um use the algorithm to their advantage it's it's actually really scary if you, if we if that power goes to the wrong hands. That's when we need to always be informed and on top of our game. Yeah, uh, I mean, common sense will tell whether uh, a campaigner, a candidate, really talk about. You can, you can compare whether the candidate is talking about issue or is he talking about uh, character. Uh, character. What do you say? You uh, you attack a character of of your opponents. You know. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually. I mean, you you can comp- you you can you can tell that if uh, you. I mean, a good candidate should sell what what they are trying to to do. I mean, I mean, if they are they are chosen, they are elected. To, to into a power uh, to become a, a, a parliamentary a parliamentarian, so what they are gonna do to solve the the people's issue, but if they for their talk or their campaign material is simply focusing on uh, demonizing or character assassinations of, of of their opponents, then you know this this candidate is actually do not have the, its product. It's just just putting down 
the the competitors product you know so so that is another way of uh, of of filtering what what a, a good candidate between a good candidate and 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 a, and a bad candidate i mean and of course like this all doesn't matter in the end if you abstain from voting all this uh like thinking that you know um, by not doing it, you won't be part of it. I mean, ugh, it's just it's just such a difficult thing. No, not difficult. I'm just I get so frustrated with this stuff. I mean, I don't know. Earlier in the in the interview regarding people getting bored with or frustrated with these politicians, so they decide not to turn up and vote. By by, but actually, it worked the other way around. I mean, if you do not vote you are actually allow uh, lack of caliber bad leaders for example to 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 win i mean th- their chances of winning is is higher because you not vote against them so do not uh, fall into this uh, complacent mentality y- yeah, you you try to shake off your responsibility, saying that oh, you you try to justify that oh, voting or not voting, I'll still get the same the same consequence consequences, you know. No, but at least you can avoid uh, bad leaders from being elected. So mm-hmm. so yeah, exactly. so so that is my logic. I mean, now sometimes people say uh, they they like give up. I mean, you know, hear of politicians. So, but whatever policy that this bad politician uh, will do, the impact or the effect will will fall on us mm. who who do not vote as well. You know. And I think I think that's what they're scared of, though. Like you're scared of like voting, um, and therefore having bearing that responsibility of making the wrong choice. Yeah. You know. And I can sort of True. see where that fear is coming from, but at the same time, either way, it's a lose lose situation if you think about it that way. If you don't vote, you lose because the government you don't want won. But if you do vote, what you actually did the wrong thing, you lose. Like so, don't think about it so negatively. If you're so scared about voting for the wrong party, then do your research as we. We're talking about sure. before yeah. make sure you're making an informed decision about who you're voting for and i know recently like we did like our voting thing here in new zealand and like obviously like what we're talking about is malaysian politics but this like goes for people here as well like this goes for everyone like whoever can vote do your decision like when you make your decision research about who you're doing for and um yeah. so then you can um at least contribute to not you know making the person that you don't want to empower Going in power. So if you don't vote and someone, in, um, someone you don't want ends up getting the mantle, like that is partly your fault because you didn't contribute to making sure this didn't happen. So if you want to make sure you're not like you know complaining about like unhappy with the result, do your part, and then we'll see what happens next. Yes. Yeah, I I, I agree. You 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 only think about your part. Your responsibility is to cast a vote. So whatever outcome in terms of who formed the government, that is another thing. Uh, so I guess that is uh, what we can do as a responsible citizen. You should use your your right to to put things on the right track, mm. right? So yeah. if if you love your country, 
that is, I mean, exercise your right, voting right. And I guess even if you don't, I mean, you're still living there, so like, yeah, use it. You cannot, you cannot say if let's say you you don't like about certain policy, you cannot say oh, this policy should be only uh, exercise on 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 the people who vote who who who, who vote that leaders, you know, yeah. you cannot. Uh, that, that, is how, that is how it works. So yeah. So at the end of the day, I think it all it just it falls onto you. This responsibility is yours and only yours to make. This right was given to you, so exercise it. Okay. Not everyone has that luxury, so we must take advantage of this. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're running out of time, so I think it's time to wrap up. Thank you so much, Bo or Dad, for coming um, here today and. I guess teaching me and the rest of the audience about Malaysian politics and I guess politics in general because I am an absolute noob. Um, but I guess before we go, do you have any like last messages or anything you want to say before we wrap up? Yeah. Uh, first, thank you for having me in this session. And to all Malaysians out there, I would like to say Salamat Mengundi. Happy voting. Vote res responsibly. Bye-bye. Have a great day, guys. I'll see you next time. Thank you all for joining me today on Thoughts and Theories. I hope you've learned something new or taken away something to think about. I hope to see you all next time. Till then, this has been Thoughts and Theories with Asha Ama Asri. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.